to Dude Logic, the place for straightforward, no holes barred, informative, and entertaining banner. This podcast is a place for everyone, but man logic ultimately prevails. I'm your host, Chris, and I'm in the studio with your boy, AJ. I just want to say thank you to all our listeners who actually heard the show last week, wrote in, gave us some commentary. You guys are the reason why we do this. Everything that you say helps us get better, and we're going to continue to bring you the stuff that you want to hear about, so keep writing in. As you know, we start out with just nonsense. So, what's been bothering you lately, AJ? Oh, man. You know what? I sat down this week, and I was at a friend's house. And this is something I normally wouldn't watch, but they had on Love & Hip Hop Atlanta. And, uh... <laughs> oh, don't. Don't. Oh, come on, man. Like, There's too many reality you, you shows You already there, know, man. man. This reality TV thing has gotten crazy. Like, it's, I mean, it's been crazy for some time now, but I had stopped watching it, and I did not realize how ridiculous it has gotten. How many times can you see a woman's weave snatched out her head before it's not entertaining anymore? <laughs> and these people call themselves stars, yes, right? They do. Come on, man. You're on some reality show, and you think you're a star? Yo, I mean, and I know it's not fair to just go ahead and attack the women that are on the show because there are plenty of dudes on these shows acting a plum fool. Oh, yeah, oh, absolutely. Oh, God, like, really? Like, the hardest part is seeing people with absolutely no intrinsic value. They bring nothing to society. <laughs> and they have 45 minutes of your attention every week, and I don't get it. Meanwhile, you got people like us grinding in society. We don't have any cameras following us or anything. Man. Please believe, like, I just, I don't know. I can't see another woman sell her soul for some money to somebody. And uh, I, I just can't do it anymore, man. And, and, and the hard part is being from Atlanta, man, we see it all the time. And people really, that there are women watching this show who believe that they should act like these women. And there are men watching the show who believe that they want a woman like that. And I just can't do it anymore, man. It's, it's rough. <laughs> it's rough out here in these streets, uh, for sure. For but let's sure. be real, though. Let's be real. Let's say that even with us, you know, with down-to-earth personalities, you know, we're pretty much serious most of the time, but we can know when to lay our hair down, so to speak. If we had cameras following us 24-7, we would act a fool. I just, man, you know what? Maybe <laughs> maybe there is something to that. Like, yeah. when you have a camera that's acting, like, around you, you feel the need to act out so that you get sensational TV. Man, at the end of the day, I feel like if a camera was following us, we're funny enough, our lives are funny enough that we wouldn't have to act a plum fool. It just <laughs> happens. Like, just make it, if it's going to be reality, just make it realistic. You know what I'm saying? The best reality TV show out there right now, Real Husbands of Hollywood. That's my drink. <laughs> Real Husbands of Hollywood. Hollywood, man. <laughs> Kevin Hart acting all kind of crazy. 
<laughs> the inspiration behind our manly or Michelin segment, right? <laughs> you already know. And, I mean, look, this past season, I mean, I just saw, like, the reruns of those shows, foolishness. I, the fact that he came up with the idea to do a fake reality TV show is brilliant in and of itself. So, big ups to our dude, Kevin Hart, man. Hopefully, you'll yeah. be on the show one day. We're looking forward to it. Oh, yeah, absolutely. I mean, you think about our lives in general, and, you know, this is this is a story that I'm going to tell our listeners. I mean, you think about how we have, like, stupid superstitions. Like, I cannot hear a certain song in a car because every time I hear that song, I think I'm going to get into a car accident. And you know what? Every time it pretty much happens. Wow. Well, uh, what would that song be, Chris? Because I've never heard of this superstition. Oh, come on, man. You know, it's, uh, you know, uh, that song Cupid by 112. <laughs> <laughs> Taking it back to the old school. I'm telling you, man, every time I heard that song in the car, I got into an accident. Man, look, um, I'm surprised that every song you listen to on the radio doesn't cause you to get into an accident. If I have to hear one more nonsensical, uh, man, I just can't do it anymore. I just can't. I got I got way too many gripes, man. We'll get to that later in the show for sure. <laughs> With AJ's gripes, right? It's just chock full of stuff. Man. <laughs> stuff been bothering you the whole week. Oh, man. It's, <laughs> it's unbelievable how many things there are to complain about. And I'm glad that I have a forum to do it for my listeners. <laughs> Well, you know, actually, I got something that I noticed the other day. Okay. Uh, happy 2014, by the way, to everyone. Yes. And happy New I'm Year. I'm thinking about, dude, man, you go to Times Square to New Year's Rockin' Eve, and, you know, everyone makes it look all glamorous, like, oh, man, it's, that's the place to be. That's where everyone's having fun. But when you actually go there, man, it's a dump. Oh, it's terrible. It's the dirtiest, nastiest place you'll ever be. <sighs> yeah. It's I'm telling you. I don't want to be around that many people, you know, just bumping shoulders to shoulders the entire time. I Look, you know what? It was cool being in the home with some of my good friends, family that I brought in the New Year with. Just laid back. We had a little fun. Got to sleep. And uh, I didn't have to worry about getting shot and or having somebody uh, step on my new shoes and me getting into an argument in the middle of Times Square. But, you know, the worst part is how unsanitary it is, dude. Oh, yeah. We're not going to talk about how many people were out there drinking and then the resulting actions that happened after <laughs> the excessive drinking that someone then has to go clean up. That's all I'm saying. Absolutely, man. You feel for those people that have to clean up, you know, after the event itself, but then after they test the confetti. Like, what the hell are they doing testing the confetti? Really? Yeah. I, they, you didn't I, hear about the stories testing confetti beforehand? No, I did not. I did not hear about that at all. Um... That actually sounds like it's a ridiculous way to spend money that, that they paid people to do this. But, you know, <laughs> shouts out to those people that got those jobs. Congratulations. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Give me a job paying me good money just to sweep up some confetti, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the main topic. And in the studio we have with us Julian Jenkins. He is one of our good friends and he actually went to Stanford University and played football there where he was a three-year starter, and he was a two-year captain, and second-team All-Pac-10 honoree. And he was named the team MVP in 2006. He was ultimately drafted in the fifth round by the Tampa Bay Bucks, and after spending two seasons there, he played with the Denver Broncos before finishing his professional career in the CFL as a Grey Cup champion with the Calgary Stampeders. And he is now a college athletic recruiting expert. Say hello, Julian. Hey, what's going on, fellas? Happy to be on the show. Can't wait. 
the topic for today is sports locker room culture. All right, so AJ, you got anything you want to ask Julian? As a person that spent plenty of years in a locker room, both on a uh, collegiate and a professional level, what do you feel about locker room culture? Is there anything that locker room culture stands out as a microcosm of what happens in society or is it its own environment altogether? Uh, it's always been its own environment and it will always be its own environment. Um, ultimately, guys um, are, are able to confront each other and, um, you know, older guys are able to make the peace and that's it. That's usually it. It never, it, uh, in a locker room, it's teammates. The word never gets out to coaches. That word never gets out to the media of anything that happens. Whether they disagree over, you know, that last, that last pizza pizza or, you know, get your, get your uh, chair out of my locker. Did you take my shampoo? Uh, whatever it is, whatever it may be, you know, did you try to talk to my girlfriend? Whatever it is, it gets handled in the locker room. It never makes, it never usually makes its way out. So what about tips and things that happen on the field? I know, you know, you're out there, you're trying to make the team, you're trying to do everything that you can to really impress the coaches. And sometimes it does get physical between you and your teammates. How do you handle that stuff that happens on the field? It's a really delicate, really delicate balance because as a guy, uh, as a player that just comes into a, a league uh, or wants to make a name for himself, you want to be very respectful of those that have that have come before you that have already made that made their way. Um, but at the same time, you know you have personal pride and you don't ever want to be disrespected. And so, a very delicate balance of you know uh, letting the status quo be what it is. And then protecting yourself as an individual so that you never disrespect it. Um, wh what I would say is that there's always a line. There's always a line where that can't be crossed uh, of personal pride and personal space. Uh, and, 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 and as long as it, it doesn't tear down your, act, your integrity and, and your ideals as a person, then that's, that's the only line. So, Julian, going from being a professional athlete to now going into the real world and, and doing professional things, but not necessarily being in athletics, do you feel like there's a difference that you have to interact with people? Oh, my God, yes. Um, there is no locker room culture um, at an office because there is a, a standard of excellence and a standard of um, acceptable behavior that it's not as masculine or, or, or male dominated as an NFL or a college football team and or locker room. Um, obviously, every company has HR that you have standards of excellence. You have state laws. You have national laws that protect you and protect people around you. And you have to act accordingly uh, all the time. And, um, you know, it, it, it doesn't inhibit me from doing my job. It just helps me treat everybody equally uh, as if I'd want to be treated. Um, and ultimately, it's, it's a little different than the locker room feel, um, but, but re personally rewarding at the same time 
um, that, you know, whether it be anybody of a certain gender of a certain um, sexuality or a certain uh, background, upbringing, you, you, ha- you don't have a choice but to treat everybody the same because if you don't, you'll be penalized in the real world. You know, th- that doesn't fly. You, you must treat everybody uh, as, as you would like to be treated or as the law dictates that you treat people. All right, now, well, piggybacking off of that, you know, this year in the NFL, we had a situation that occurred on the Mind Mind <laughs> Dolphins team, which, you know, you may have some personal information, uh, you know, being that your father played with the uh, 72 Dolphins. Um, but Rich, Richie Incognito, the offensive lineman for the Miami Dolphins, and the situation that he had with Jonathan Martin. Uh, apparently, there were some things going on in the locker room, some hazing, et cetera, and then a few racial epithets got thrown out. Now, being that you've been in a locker room before, is that something that's normal behavior? Or when it became a racial issue, is that something that was crossing the line? How do you feel about that? What are your, what's, your, what's your take on that entire situation? I'm going to answer your question, but I'm going to tell your audience that you probably just looked up epithet this week. <laughs> I, I, I've never known you to be well-versed or well-read or, or to do well. On, on the verbal, the verbal, the verbal portion of the SATs by any means. So, okay. for for those of you that listen and don't know what epithet means, you're gonna need it for your life. First so epithet. Off, uh, I'm not gonna take offense to that, sir. Um, you know, not every one of us can graduate from Stanford with a degree Whoa. in, in, uh, in okay, English. Okay. I, I guess I deserve so, that. I guess I deserve I do, that. I do well. I do all right for myself. You know. So. Uh, Interestingly enough, I just saw Jonathan Moose Martin uh, at a local bar in Palo Alto. Uh, he seems in good spirits, um, and I don't know what you know what the, his course of action is for being on a team anytime soon is, but he seemed in good spirits. Uh, obviously, that's that was a huge controversy, and um, man, I, I have a couple of ideas on it. Um, one one of the biggest things is. Uh, understanding that the 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 N word has has come to the crux of our uh, social understanding so many times in, in the history of its usage usage in a public space. So uh, privately, I know a lot of people use the N word for whatever reason, uh, but when it actually hits the public, then people who choose sides of what they believe, how it should or shouldn't be used. Should only black people use it? Should white people have access to it? Even if it is through hip hop music, whatever, whatever, whatever. Uh, what, what I have to say is that each person has their own sensibilities about the N word and specifically, um, you know, racial, racial discrimination in general, uh, is wrong. Um, but ultimately, you know, there are people um, like I, I think during that investigation, Pouncey, the, the other lineman, uh, was allowing Incognito to use um, racial slurs, use the, the N-word in, in, in conversation just as black people use it in conversation with each other. And that was the relationship. But I took it as it wasn't the relationship between Jonathan Martin and Incognito. And so... Uh, it may be hard to gauge for incognito because I mean, he's a great a a hole from you know from from a long time, which has been documented. Um, 
But I, I just put my, myself in Jonathan Martin's shoes in this situation. Um, I, I, I not that I discount incognito, but if he's a habitual line stepper who's disrespecting everybody, he doesn't have shoes to wear in this conversation. So I, I put myself in Jonathan Martin's shoes, and I say that um, ultimately, you know, it, it's it's very difficult. You're trying to make the team. You're on the team. You're trying to, you know, just get week to week to week. And 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 this guy is 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 abusive. This guy is acting like you have a relationship that's not a real relationship. And he and he's and he's and he's and he's in your face, bullying you, bullying you, bullying you. You don't want to get him upset. You don't want to get the team upset. So you just take it and you just wear it. And he's just wearing it and wearing it because maybe he thinks if he gets in a fight, that'll be the end of him on the team. Incognito is a leader, and so he feels like he's been shoved in a corner and can't do anything about it. And so I, I think that's why he walked. Because the chain of command probably would have been logically this. He goes to him face to face and he says, stop disrespecting me. You, we don't have that type of relationship. I don't even use the N-word like that. That's not my upbringing. I'm not that dude. Then, okay, that doesn't work. He still punks him. He still uh, it, you know, is, is verbally abusive. Then he goes to leadership on the team, some kind of captain, some kind of guy who, who 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 may have some influence and can talk to incognito. He said, "Hey, lay off the dude, man, and and definitely don't call him the N word. He doesn't like that, man. You know, you can still treat him like a rookie or or, or a second year player. Just lay off the N word, man. Do not do not do that, right? Okay. And and if that doesn't work, then then you go to the coaching staff. Obviously, he went straight to the media. It was just very frowned upon because when as soon as the locker room culture uh, gets out into the media, no player." And no coach even likes to deal with that. But I, that's kind of what I feel about it. I just try to put myself in his shoes. And, I, I mean, it, he felt he was between a rock and a hard place. And it was probably, it seemed like it just too stressful for him to do his job in general. So he's like, you know what? You know, I, I, not that I don't need football, but I don't need this right now. I, I can't handle this. I'm out. So let me ask you this. A lot of players have come out and, who may not have come from the exact kind of background that Jonathan Martin came from. And they said they probably would have handled the situation differently. Do you think maybe his upbringing and the environment that he grew up around uh, kind of influenced the way that he handled the situation? Yeah. I mean, I think he called himself trying to, you know, be the bigger man in the situation by just walking away. I mean, obviously you go on a playground, whatever your parents or your teachers have told you, you know, your dad might say, you know, you don't back down from anybody and don't let nobody lay their hands on you. But you you might have learned, hey, you know what? You know, even if the guy tries to shove me, I'm going to be the bigger man. I'm going to go report it. And this guy's not going to lay hands on me anymore. And and, and you, you subject yourself to the authority as opposed to just being emotional. There's a reason those constructs exist and the chain of command exists to be able to be followed. And and, and clearly he didn't he didn't deal with it in like a, a volatile, emotional way. Maybe that might not be how he deals with things. Uh, obviously, there's a bunch of guys that said, I would have decked this guy. You know, if I felt disrespected, I would have fought him, even if it meant me getting kicked off the team. But, you know, Jonathan Martin may be thinking about more logically, like, if I fight this guy, what is that really going to do? I, I mean, obviously, if it wasn't an NFL locker room, you know, nobody would pay attention to this, man. It'd just be one guy disrespecting another guy uh, on the street. And so, uh, or at their job, at, at economy rental car, like nobody would care, you know? So obviously it's on a large scale, but it's, pr it's probably something that happens more often than we, we think about for sure. 
just because it's in the NFL locker room and actually led to something happening that we're actually talking about it. So I, I, that, that's kind of what I think about it, man. Well, I had a question. You did. Uh, you mentioned Mike Pouncey, the uh, one of the two Pouncey brothers, Marquise and Mike, who plays for Miami and his role in it specifically. Apparently, he had seen it going on, didn't really say anything about it or didn't step in to, to change the situation as it stood. Do you think the fact that he was brought up in a multiracial home, his mother being white, his father being black, that that might have had something to do with it, that he perceives race as being different uh, than, you know, somebody who was raised by two black parents or was raised by two white parents. I mean, I can't get into the mind of a Mike Pouncey or Jonathan Martin, but what I will say is that his relationship with Incognito is different than Jonathan Martin's relationship. Clearly, they're they're homeboys. If I'm gonna let if I'm gonna let a white dude call me the N word, he he better be my best friend, you know. And and we grew we grew up together and be calling each other N words since since Eminem first used it in like 1998, you know. So yeah. So you know, like I I don't, I don't know, man, but I I, I think that that's they're, they're buddies. They are, and they could call each other whatever they want to call each other. But Jonathan Martin and, and, and Kanye are not friends. And you have to respect your teammate. You treat your teammates with respect, and and, and that's, that's the only standard. Just treating the guy next to you with respect and try to win some football games. So, so to and, that and, point, and, he, and he didn't do that. So to that point, all right, as, well, as a, a black man, right, if you allow someone to use that word in your presence as a, a term of endearment or, uh, you know, you're my boy, you're my homeboy, et cetera, and you're using the N-word in, the, in that capacity, are you allowing for the N-word to be used on a more global scale, if you will? Yeah, I mean, I, but what I think is that we're, like, giving Pouncey too much credit. I don't, you know, I don't, does he think about these things? Probably not. I, you yeah. know, so sure. I don't, I don't, sure. I don't know. I mean, maybe he will now or maybe he won't. But we're giving him too much credit. You know, we're saying, well, oh, he thinks about these things and this is his sensibility. He don't think about that at all. You know, so we, we're talking about two guys that smashed each other's head together, man. Yeah, you would like them to be, the, you know, uh, use their brain in all types of different situations. But some of these guys are just football players, man. So we're sitting there talking about locker room culture. There's another big story in the NFL having to do with locker room culture. And this is uh, Chris Cluey the former punter for the Minnesota Vikings. He laid a claim against the Minnesota Vikings saying that they cut him simply because of his activism. Right. I, yeah, I've, I've been following that story. Uh, I mean, you have to understand that professional sporting organizations have been against players coming out and being pro or con political topics since the, the Vietnam War, since, since uh, so many different uh, political topics that have come over the history of time. They don't want players to take a stance uh, at all. They, not publicly. They never have and they never will. And then obviously, you know, something that that people perceive threatens masculinity in general and the way that 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 football is represented as, you know, being the, the tough guy sport. You think, well, oh, it's not a coincidence that they fired him and that they won't bring him back. You could come to the conclusion that they got rid of him and won't bring him back because he supports gay rights and we don't want to be associated with supporting gay rights. I don't know. It's hard not to come to that conclusion from the outside looking in. Maybe they didn't want to pay him what he's worth, but it's a, it's a very rare coincidence. I'll say that. He steps up for gay rights, supports, you know, something he believes in, equal rights, equal human rights uh, for marriage, and uh, 
and they get rid of them, you know? So a very strange, eerie coincidence. We didn't bring you on here just to talk about some serious issues. We I brought you on here. I was trying to have a good time, man. Y'all told me y'all had a show, and it was fun. <laughs> People laughed and enjoyed themselves, and I, I, you just you just take it all my brain space today, man. Can I have a good time? <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I mean, we set this up, so, you know, we are talking about locker room culture, and we know you have lots of experience with it, and we just wanted to know if you could share with us a funny story about a hazing or or whatever you've experienced as a professional well, well, athlete. Let, let me tell you, man, you know, I I don't know if, if, if it's just perpetrating the stereotype, but there, there's people in the NFL that love Popeye's chicken. Oh, my <laughs> God. And they love telling rookies, hey, rookie, you better have that Popeye's chicken ready and hot for, for us to get on this plane, right? So... <laughs> I mean, I probably spent thousands of dollars my, my first year buying Popeye's chicken. Obviously, it was a means to an end, uh, not necessarily rookie hazing, but, you know. Hey, man, you never you, bought you, me but, some Popeye's chicken, man. What, what's with that? Because I, I bought the Popeye's chicken, and I didn't even eat one piece of it. I promise you that. Just because <laughs> I was angry that I had to buy it. It's a means to an end. Uh, we're only facing what other men have met. They had to do it before I had to do it. So what? So... I went and bought a Popeye's chicken. I'd give it to him, but I never ate a piece in in in, in the whole year that I was a rookie. So that I'd was just silent protest, huh? That was, that was my protest. Just give me my Snickers bar, my banana, and my sandwich and water, and I'd get me on the plane. I don't want no Popeye's chicken. So that was a Mahatma Gandhi in you. I, I say, see. you know, a guy like Doug Martin or a guy like Cam Newton, somebody who was drafted very highly and someone who's very well known. Can he just go out to Popeye's and get some chicken? I, I mean, I think I think Cam Newton could go get some chicken, man. You know, I, I think he could get some chicken. He probably has somebody else go get some chicken for him. But I, I I I would say there's something. There's something they make them guys do. It may not be as big as that. They make them. They may make them go with them to all these autograph signings. Like, hey, Rook, you got to come with us. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or, hey, you know, you're not supposed to be drinking anyway. So drive me everywhere I need to go. You know, it may not. You know, the guy make. $20 million, he's probably not going to get Popeye's chicken. You're probably right about that. But, but yeah, I wasn't making that, so they made me go get the chicken. But, yeah, you, I, I don't know. I don't know. I've never been famous, I've never been famous enough not to go to Popeye's. So, I don't, I, don't, I, don't go to, I don't eat Popeye's. I got them allergies, man. I don't eat Popeye's no way. So. so, you hear all these old-timers duct tape to goalposts and everything. They, they throw rotten eggs at them and stuff. Have you seen anything that extreme? So uh, I, I won't I won't say his name, but he he wouldn't. This one guy wouldn't comply with uh, with what these these uh, these veterans wanted them to do. And so what they did was somebody went to the bathroom and took a shit in his helmet, and ultimately <laughs> he couldn't practice for that second practice that day because who 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 puts a shitty helmet on? Nobody. <laughs> Nobody. Oh. You know I mean, it's, it's dripping all over your face with your sweat. You know, even if you do clean it out with bleach, you can't get all that shit yeah, out of there. You can't know, get a smell out, boy. That's why they got the Rydell contract. They get you a new helmet. Yeah, that's that's pretty much all you can say. Sounds like something out of the help. Right. At least they didn't feed it to him. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. That's funny. That's funny, that, right? That would have been terrible. I mean, it's not all fun and game in the locker room. As as a as a former NFL player, when you first got drafted into the league. The other side of the coin, right? You have these these 
these uh, veterans that are there. Did you have anybody that took you under their wing that really showed you what it meant to be a professional in the league? Um, I would say uh, a lot of guys did, but it was mostly with performance. So with watching film, breaking down video, they want to win. And they know that, you, you know, you're going to get on the field and they want to help you get better so that when you get on the field, it'd be like interchangeable parts and you, and you won't let you won't let the team down, you know, because you, you being athletic is great, but you got to you got to pick up to the speed of the game and you got to do it in a, in, in, a, in, in, a, in a two, three, four week period and then get down the field and be ready to go. So. A lot of guys took me under their wing. Uh, Chris Hovan, uh, Booger McFarland, you know, those guys. Okay. Just, you know, high-character guys. But it was mostly through in the film room, you know, and on the field. You know, socially, you know, guys don't really care. They got wives. They got kids. They got to make – they got to go to bed, get up, eat. They got to put food on the plate, you know, so uh, – and the gas in the tank. So they ain't worried about what you're doing socially. So that that, that might be the biggest thing that – um that that messes guys up is the social aspect of it because uh, you don't really know who to go and talk to about what you should and shouldn't be doing uh, ultimately with a whole lot of money in your bank account. But, uh, but, but, but strategy wise, you guys aren't trying to sabotage each other. They are trying to get the game plan together and go out there and win. So on that note, you talk about the social aspects, you know, you a young man, you get drafted into the NFL, you know, most of the time you don't really have a family, don't have that much responsibility. And do you think that there's a certain advantage for players who get drafted to cities that may not have as much of a nightlife or as much of a, a social scene as someplace like New York or Atlanta or something like that? Um, I, 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 I guess so. But like you got guys that, you know, they, they had to go to class or at least, at least had to show up to take role at class. Uh, and they had their whole, everything in college was monitored for them, right? From the time they woke up to the time they went to bed, right? And so now you let them out at 3 o'clock, and you're like, hey, you know, the world is your oyster. Good luck. And uh, and then you got two or three months off, too. And so, you know, it, it, idle, it's idle hands. You know, idle hands. It's a lot, it's a lot out there, man. Idle hands. And uh, ultimately... Uh, you're right. I mean, these are these are some growing and grown men, you know, 22, 23. Um, but it's not a lot of 22, 23 year olds that have the same access that these guys got, you know? Yeah. Unless, unless you're some millionaire playboy son, you know, it's that's that 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 that's that's, that's pretty much what's, what's summed up. All right. Well, you as a as a former, you know, player yourself, when you went in in your rookie year, did you struggle with anything when it came to socially outside of uh actually being in the locker room like you said they leave oh yeah yeah man i mean ultimately they make it seem like everybody's against you like like every woman you meet wants to take your money and you know poke holes in the condoms and uh and and screw you over uh you know that you can't they try to make it think you can't even trust your family because you got some money now uh they try to make you believe everything man uh so I mean, it's, you get a little scared, man. You get a little nervous, maybe thinking people want something from you. Also, uh, you get you get scared of even going out and having two beers. You know, you say, "Oh, okay, well, I'm gonna go out. I'm gonna have two beers in four hours of hanging out. I, I'll be good. I'll be able to drive home." 
you're like, well, you know what? I'll probably take a cab, even though I just had two beers, because I'm scared. Because maybe if I get a DUI, they'll take my livelihood away from me. They'll take my livelihood, and I won't even be able to play anymore. You know, a lifetime of work ruined in two beers. You know, they put that type of pressure on you. And mostly because every Tuesday, they try somebody out at your position to take your place. And so it's a, it's a very stressful environment. Um, and then a guy's majority of guys don't do much socially. They really don't. They play video games or they sit down with their wife, hang out with their kids. Um, and so while the media um, exposes a lot of the negative, that's about, you know, a, a half a percent of the population in the, in the, in the news where you don't hear about guys' charities, you don't hear about their businesses, you don't hear about the, the, the great things that you're doing. You only hear about that on Sunday night you know, during, during the, the, the halftime, you know, but when you, uh, when you turn on sports center, all you hear about is the, the dumb stuff that 0.5% of the population has done. I know you just said that most players will kind of sit at home and do nothing or whatever, but if you did go out, I want to know how much have you seen on a bar tab? Like what's the, what's the greatest number you've seen? Well, I, I would say around if you go to a restaurant, you know, uh, particularly during training, right after training camp, around eleven thousand dollars, something like that. <laughs> Woo. Between 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 the steak, uh, between the steaks, the 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 shots of Louis the Thirteenth, you know, yeah. I mean, some of these guys make a lot of money, man. They can afford to have a bar tab like that. Personally. What's the most you ever had to spend on Popeyes in one shot? Uh, I mean, I mean, Popeyes really don't cost that much, man. You get, you know, $30, $40, worth of Popeyes, and, and everybody's happy. But, you know, that adds up after, you know, eight times, you know? Yeah, for sure. All right, now we've asked you a lot of questions. Is there anything specific that you would want to talk about that we might not even know, have enough knowledge to really even hit on? Uh, it, it might it might really just be what what was brought up about the you know the the, pe- the 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 fact that people don't consider that these guys are targeted and not that they should feel bad for these guys by any means because they put themselves in this situation to be to have a target on their back and they know that but 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 maybe they should understand 22 23 24 25 and think about themselves at that age and say, you know, what was I doing? Uh, you know, maybe I had a weekend where I had too much to drink and, and, and passed out in the middle of the street or or called somebody outside of their name and uh, it, it, it didn't end up hurting me. I didn't get to be on ESPN on, on, on Monday morning, da-da-da, da-da-da, because I'm not, I'm not in that spotlight. So I think if people, you know, they obviously watch the media. I love those damn shows. They're phenomenal. But, you know, take a look at yourself in your own life. And uh, he who is without seeing cast the first stone, would you see these guys uh, that are being reported in the media? For sure. For sure. All right. That was a great segment that we've had there. We'd like to thank our friend Julian for coming on and talking about that. And now we want to move on to a fun segment here and it is called really dude really dude and it's where we're going to talk about just random topics in the media or um, in the news and and really just say really dude what were you thinking so does anybody have a really dude moment 
Really do. Really do. Really do. Really do. I'm going to go ahead and step up and, uh, and talk about this. You know, recently, congratulations to the two of them, Dwayne Wade, Gabrielle Union, on their, their impending nuptials. You know, yeah, it's good to fine, see two man. people. <laughs> yeah, she is bad, son. Uh, congrats on that one, D-Wade. Um, I think you got a whole lot of, of dudes out here that are very jealous of you, sir. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. But on that topic, with you having such a good thing in your life, apparently... It was a few months back. The two of you took a break, and, and we understand that that happens. You know, relationships don't always work out the way that they're supposed to day one. You know, there's ups and downs. But really, dude, you take a break, and you go and get somebody pregnant in that shortest period of time? I don't know about you, but uh, as a grown man, you got to learn how to put on a condom and take some precautions, sir. Really, dude? Those are problems that you didn't need, sir. Really, dude. <laughs> yeah, man. But he make enough money to afford it, man. It'd be all right, man. Don't nobody, don't nobody feel bad for Dwayne Wade. Really, dude. I feel bad for that child because that child is gonna have to grow up in a family where his dad might not be there every day, and uh, that's really at the end of the day. It doesn't matter. Money is not the only thing. Money's not the thing that's most important when it comes to children. Because trust me, my parents didn't have all the money in the world, and they raised me. And I will never look back on my childhood and have even a second of regret the way I, w- I was raised. You know, it doesn't take money to be a good parent. Uh, yeah, but 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 seeing what Dwayne Wade did to get his first group of kids back with him full time, I mean that that dude will fight nail and tooth over his children, man. I ain't worried about them for no second. Okay, and and you know what? I do have to give him his due respect for that because any man in a fight for his children is a man that I, I can respect. Man, two chains? Seriously? Really, dude? Really, dude? Two chains? I mean, this cat is on everybody's album, uh, on everybody's music video. Uh, you see him on the ESPN first take? On ESPN first take, she had a bo- big booty, so I call her Big Booty. You like really do? I mean, the cat's not good. Uh, not only can he not rap, I, I just I, I I don't get it, man. I mean, th- that's that's the best we can do. That's it. He he represents <laughs> us, really, dude. I mean, you know, it's either two chains or Hurricane Keith. I don't even know who that is. Wait, I'm I'm combining people. My bad, <laughs> Hurricane Chris. And... Wait, I thought they were the same dude. Never mind. My bad. Now to piggyback off that, really, dude, you all heard about this this beef between Future and T Pain talking about who does auto tune best? What? Like, really, dude? Really? Really, dude? This is a competition? Yeah, this really happened, man. All, all I know is that you know, uh, I I I I am I haven't been to a strip club in a long time. But I pretty much go there every time in my mind when T Pain comes <laughs> on the radio. So I think he he's the, the crown champion of, of, of that type of music. He 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 definitely brought it back to its greatest days. Uh, Herbie Hancock did it best though. I'm just gonna go take it back, on y'all. <laughs> really, dude? Really, <laughs> really, dude? Really, dude? Hey, name that. me name me a Herbie Hancock song. Really, dude? 
See why you hey cut that out, Chris. Cut that <laughs> exactly. out. <laughs> nah, that's staying in. That's staying in. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, all I have to say is you can go ahead and forget future anti pain. Uh nobody is crushing the auto-tune like my dude Chris from Dude Logic. You heard the song. <laughs> crushing it. Dude Logic. Mm. <laughs> Just feeling it. Really, dude? Really? Have you all heard really of this dude? mom? who is an avid LSU fan. Oh, she's my favorite. She's my favorite. <laughs> oh, wow. Really, dude. Her first son ended up going to Alabama, and she was making a big mess about that. Her second son recently committed to Florida, and now she's making a big mess about that. R- really, dude. Really, dude. Man, I love this lady. Every time she come on television, man, she got that boo-boo face. You know... You know she don't approve. She say go Tigers every time. She love LSU. You know you. Uh, I, what I'm. What I don't know is how. You know she created two D1 prospects within three years, man. Like what a lucky lady to you know to be able to yeah. do that. And you know she fine though. You 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 you. you man, I wasn't about to say that. <laughs> like, I was gonna say it. I was you, just waiting you, for you to get past hey, the point. You know they, you know they've been catching hell their whole life with guys, their teammates coming. You know your mom fire, right? You know, you know your mom fire, right? You know, uh, but really, dude, yeah, she, she's an instant classic, dog. I mean, she goes down in the record books for, for, for public display uh, of not affection for sons that, <laughs> that went to her rival, and she didn't even go to school there. I mean, she just live in Louisiana. You know what I mean? That's yeah. how. That's how. That's how big the fans are down there. Louisiana Back. fans is a whole nother topic we could take on another day. Yeah. <laughs> how did it feel as a Tampa Bay Buccaneer to go and play in New Orleans? Uh, I mean, it, it, it ain't as crazy as you think, man. You go from the hotel to the bus to the stadium and you play, you get back on the bus, get back in the airplane, and you come home. I mean, I, I never even noticed that there were fans in the stadium ever. Shout out to the NFL fans. That's how much Julian loves you. <laughs> <laughs> really, dude? Really? <laughs> oh, man. I mean, I, I appreciate their support, but I, I, I never seen them out there. <laughs> you get that television and nobody exists. <laughs> I have to leave myself. I understand what that feels like, sir. Uh, what about, hey, really, dude? I mean, you about 250 pounds wearing skinny jeans. Really, dude? <laughs> oh, no. Oh, no. Yeah, that. Really, dude? You know, every time I drive my car, I see you at the stoplight walking across the street. Really, dude? You are you know, in California. Really Just put some, put some relaxed fit on, man. Put some relaxed fit. And, all right, really, dude? I can see your ass and your designer drawers and your designer belt. But I can still see your ass, man. Really, dude? Like, I, I I don't get it. Like, somebody come on the radio and explain this to me, man. Look, I'm right there with you, man. If I see one more person with their their, their pants below their butt. Really, dude? Like, really, dude? Do you know where that comes from? Really, dude? I, I mean, I mean, really, dude? Uh, I, Lil, Lil Wayne does it. And Lil, Lil Wayne could do whatever the hell he wants to do. Lil Wayne, uh, you know, makes millions of dollars a year. You know, you 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 don't even have a job. You can't be putting your pants right. When you get a job, 
then you can pull your pants all the way down to your ankles if you want to. But you ain't going to get no <laughs> job with your pants around your ankle. Right. Really, dude. Really, dude. It's, really a, it's annoying, man. It's annoying. I, you should just, it should be legal if you have belt day. Belt day, every kid you see with their pants around their ankles, you can go in and, and you can just, uh, just whoop all of them. Give them a whooping. <laughs> I, I would be awesome. Honestly, felt because <laughs> going through the streets whooping kids that have their pants like that. I mean, Julian, you do know a lot about skinny jeans, being that you come from the home of the skinny jeans, living out in California. <laughs> hey man, I think it, it started down in uh in in, in L.A. You know, white guys been, been wearing tapered jeans for a long time down there. Just now, Mark migrated up this way, and black people think they can start wearing them now too. Oh, I mean, but there's a big difference between tapered jeans, bootcut jeans, if you will, and skinny jeans. You damn right if you're 250. <laughs> <laughs> Listeners, it's time for a new segment. The Urban Dictionary Word of the Day is... The Urban Dictionary Word of the Day is... Blib it. <laughs> don't ask me. Don't ask me how to spell it, cause I I couldn't tell you. But the word is blib it. It starts with a B and ends with a ibit, and uh, it's uh, it's about ten pounds of shit in a five pound bag, and and you know also known for what happens when you you see a guy who's real fat in skinny jeans. The Urban, Urban Dictionary, Dictionary word of the day, of the day is... Blib it. Blib it. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> I'm going to let it be known that Blib we it. here on the Dude Logic show do not endorse skinny jeans <laughs> on any man, period, regardless of size. That is a man law violation. Man law yeah. violation. <laughs> My knots don't fit, you know what I mean? Let it go. <laughs> really do, really do, really do, really do. All right, thanks guys for that wonderful discussion. It's now time for your favorite segment, AJ's gripes. So, what's your gripe, AJ? AJ's gripes. AJ's gripes. <laughs> Hey, I just want to go ahead and let y'all know what AJ's gripes for the week is this week. Uh, yeah, it's a little biased, but you know what? That's what I get to do. I get to gripe about whatever it is that I want to gripe about. And I am tired of you people out here who are buying Macs and saying it's the greatest thing ever since sliced bread. First off, Macs are terrible. All right? They're not bad products. They actually work very well. But they're three times the price that they should be. PCs are so much more bang for your buck and they're so much more usable. If you buy a Mac product, you have to buy everything else Mac because it's compatible with nothing but Mac. I love my Samsung because I can use it on everything. Uh, if I had an iPhone, what could I use it with? Uh, nothing but my Mac. I'm so tired of everybody who has joined this cult that is Mac users and swear by everything that Steve Jobs rest his soul, ever put out. 
uh, just in case you didn't notice, since Steve Jobs died, all innovation has left that company. Um, Google is crushing y'all. Samsung's crushing y'all. You might want to go ahead and jump ship now because Mac is going nowhere. That's AJ's gripes for the week. Hope y'all have an opinion about it because I would love to hear you. And if you are a Mac head, please know I'm going to crush you. Thank you. AJ's gripes. AJ's gripes. All right, we've had a wonderful time, guys, on this Dude Logic show. Yes, 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 for sure. Once we, again, we'd like thank to you, Julian. Yes, thank you, Julian, for coming on and, and being the comic relief for us, man. We really enjoyed you being on here. No, man, and I encourage everybody listening to this show, man, uh, email in, tweet in, uh, call uh, call the host and, and bring up topics that you want to hear about, that you want to voice your opinion about. You know, uh, don't let the sun go down without your voice being heard, man. These guys want to shed light on things that people don't want to talk about. And we want to talk about them here at Dude Logic, man. I'm glad y'all gave me the medium and, and, and the voice to be able to do so, man. I appreciate it, guys. You got anything in particular going on, man, that you want to broadcast to our listeners? Um, yeah, so, uh, I, 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 I'd like to broadcast a, a dude logic moment, man, you know, okay. and, and any females that are listening, not to put the pressure on your dudes, but if you don't ever bring up the fact that, you know, you're in a relationship, he has no idea. Okay. <laughs> mm. That, 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 and, and he will, he will allow you guys to be uh, just quote unquote, hanging out. Uh, 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 until you say so. So, uh, <laughs> that that's that's a, a bit of dude logic that girls may not know. Dude logic moment, ladies and gentlemen. Dude logic. <laughs> Appreciate that, sir. Thank you. What about contact info? Any any contact info? Yeah, you man. To? Um, ultimately, uh, I'm a college athletic recruiter, and so um, if you know uh, students that are in high school or middle school that need help. Find, not only figuring out the athletic recruiting process, but finding coaches that want to recruit them to play uh, football, basketball, water polo, swimming, track, whatever sport it is they play at the collegiate level. And you can contact me. You can email me at jjenkins at NCSA Sports, or you can just check out the website, uh, ncsasports.org. We signed 16,000 kids to play college sports last year, a bunch of D1, D2, NAIA, uh, and Division three prospects, community college as well, for those that may need some development or not doing that well in school. Um, and uh, we, we're just really helping to change people's lives through sports and and being able to open up opportunity for them. Um, you can also hit me up on Facebook, just simply Julian Jenkins. And thanks again to Dude Logic, man. Uh, you really guys are bringing light, and, 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 and light works in different ways. Um, you know, uh, light um, shines on on darkness uh, at, at times when, when things that don't you know people don't want to talk about, and, and, and the lightheartedness of your show, man. I think a lot of people are gonna like it. I appreciate that, man. And we certainly hope you'll come back on a future episode and and uh, enlighten us with some of your 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 whimsical uh, things that you have to say and your views on life, sir. Yeah, maybe you guys give me a topic that's more lighthearted next time, too, man. <laughs> Gee, golly. All right.
Hey, maybe we'll have to let you speak on the uh, dude logic moment of the day that you came up with. That if you uh, ladies out there, you I hope I hope you heard it. If you don't let it be known that you're in a relationship, <laughs> you're just hanging out. He has no idea. He doesn't no even idea. know. He has no he idea. Did, he never even thought about it. All right. Uh, as always, if you want to get in touch with me, you can hit me up on Twitter at AJ's Meltdown. Once again, that is AJS Meltdown on Twitter. You can also hit me up on Instagram at AJ underscore the underscore trainer. And you can check my blog out at AJsMeltdown.com. And for the show, you can catch us on www.dudelogicpodcast.com. You can catch us on Twitter at DudeLogicPod. That's at DudeLogicPod. On Instagram at DudeLogicPod. On Facebook at the DudeLogicPodcast. And check us out on iTunes. Subscribe to our podcast. Thanks, everyone, for coming. Thanks, everyone, for listening. We'll see you next week. See ya. Just a dude's way of thinking. Just a dude's way of thinking. Dude logic.